0: It's time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics.
1: Welcome to episode 507 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. This week it's the return of Caleb Palmquist. He's got an already successful Kickstarter going on for Unicorn Vampire Hunter numbers one through three. We talk about how the series came to be as well as who the characters are and what kinds of things we can expect from it in the future. We also talk about what he has planned in the months ahead. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy what he has to say. As usual these days, please be sure not to pay attention to the sound of my voice, but to what Caleb is talking about, because he has a lot of important things that you should know about. There's a lot to get to in this episode, so let's get on with the show. It's always a pleasure to talk with Caleb Palmquist, the creator behind Unicorn Vampire Hunter, and there's a Kickstarter going on for issues number one to three right now. How's it going, Caleb? Yeah, it's going great. How are you, Wayne? Good, good. Uh, let's see now, Chris. We're recording this a little ahead of time, but why don't you give us an update? How's the the uh, Kickstarter doing?
0: Well, at the time of recording, it's doing great. We passed our funding goal a few days ago, and. Uh, would we'll just keep going up and up. So it's uh, honestly my most
1: successful Kickstarter ever. Didn't you do it faster than ever before? You got your goal. I did v- very slightly faster than the last time. Yep. Okay. Good. Good. That's always a good thing. So th- what that means is your audience is growing, and you're getting lots of people who jump on board. There's there was one guy who I, I support. He promised he was going to get he was going to alter his beard if they got the goal within the first day, <laughs> and he got that. And of course, yeah, he, he took a picture of him that he'd altered just he shaved his beard in a certain way to match that. And <laughs> I don't know if that motivates me to to support the thing, but I guess some people it does. But to, to me, all I care about is give me the book. That's all I ask.
0: Inside. You know. That's funny because I, in earlier campaigns, I had done a lot of little social media gimmicks. And uh, and I found that uh, s- since I created a book that, that, that people really connect with and really like, um, I'm less inclined to do them. I don't feel like I need to do things like like it's fun. It's always fun to be like, oh, if I get to this amount of money, I'll drink some hot sauce or whatever. It's like it's mm-hmm. like a sort of a funny thing. But I mean, like, I think at this point, people are supporting my book because they want my book and not because you know of whatever i'm
1: posting on social media you're not going to stand on your head for an hour or something like that (laughs) i don't know why you have to be punished in order to earn money that's the thing i can't figure out but and anyway some people go for that and i guess that's fine but uh it's just hilarious me now as as, while we're talking about things there are a couple of little things that you've been doing with the and i mentioned it to you before we started record You've made it so that people who play Dungeons and Dragons can become uniform, unicorn vampire hunter. Uh, yes. Uh, characters. yes,
0: I have. Uh, I'm super excited about it. I uh, I love playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm I'm not an expert Dungeons and Dragons player, but I do love playing it. And uh, and I thought, wouldn't it be fun to make a guide so that people could play? unicorn vampire hunter in dungeons and dragons. And, um, and so I worked together with my partner, Lorelei to who is, who is an expert dungeons and dragons player to create a, a system of rules and stats and everything that we could put in this book. That's uh, really beautifully illustrated. And, and, um, I'm hoping, uh, that people really like it. I, it's like, it's to me, it's such like a fun, just
1: new and different
0: way to experience that world.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Are you doing that? I mean, when you play Dungeons and Dragons, do you play characters from your uh, Unicorn Vampire Hunter? Um, so I didn't until I started
0: building this book, and then we've been doing some playtesting um, with the characters. But I will say that when I play Dungeons and Dragons, I do use it as an opportunity to test out character concepts um, that I might include in books where I think like, Oh, would it be fun, you know, to have a a half dragon uh, kid who is like a genius investigator or something. And like, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's like just a gimmick and it turns out to be just, it gets a few chuckles, but really it's like, I end up deciding it's not, something I want to pursue. And sometimes there have definitely been bits of characters that I've played in D and D that have ended up in my book. So uh, mm-hmm. it, I mean, D and D is like a cooperative storytelling adventure. It's less of a, it's less of a game and more of a, like an improv
1: session. You right. Know? Right. I played it once. I think decades ago I was in college and it, it, that had like, was like sweeping the co- the uh, campus and they wanted somebody who had never played it to do it and then write about it,
0: oh. and I
1: and I did that. And that's the only time I ever played it. Um, I was interested in that. It was uh, there were things I liked about it, and there were things that I didn't quite associate with. But it was. I wrote the article in such a way that the people who <laughs> the people who loved it said I, I that I said I was against it. And, yeah. the people, and the people who hated it said I was for it. Yeah. And I said, okay, I did a good job of writing on that one, I have to say. Uh-huh. So every, everybody was kind of on the – they kind of figured I was on the other side uh-huh. of it. You know, but I got a big kick out of that. I actually got an, uh, an A plus for that. I turned it in as the class assignment. Oh, as nice. well got a nice article got written thing on that so that, that that's kind of an interesting thing dungeons and dragons it, it intrigues me i don't know anybody that plays it anymore and so i haven't played it for years i guess it's been decades now but uh it's still going on so that's good i'm glad to hear it's still going on
0: oh it's I think, uh, uh i think dungeons and dragons is more popular than it literally has ever been really um especially among uh, younger people for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's so many YouTube shows and podcasts where they just play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And, um, and so, like, it's a, it's a really big thing. A lot of the people that I play with, uh, have only started playing recently and I play almost exclusively with people younger than me. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think there's, there's a, there's a lot of excitement, um, for that. And, um, so the doing that D and D thing with unicorn vampire hunter is one of those things. that's funny. I I'm, I'm very glad that it's getting a very positive response. People are very excited about it, but it's one of those things that honestly I did because I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I wanted to have it. So I thought, well, I'm going to put the work into this and even if nobody buys it, I'll have it. And I think that's fun. And it's mm-hmm. just honestly a bonus that people are into it. Um, so you know oh, that's that sweet spot of like being a, like something that's just fun for me. It's a treat for me, but also people like it. So,
1: well, good. As long as people get a kick out of it, I, I'm fascinated to hear that. It's kind of like magic cards, I guess. I always thought that magic cards was going to flame out, and it still hasn't. You know, they're still going on, and I'm I'm just kind of fascinated by it. That uh, people still get that even years and years later. When I go to the comic shop, my my roommate goes with me. Oftentimes, he's into cards, although he doesn't play the the magic very much. But the, the interesting thing is that you know I go and buy my my books, and then he goes and buys the the, the magic cards from them. Oh, okay. So when we walk in the door, I was like, so the cash register automatically opens. Yeah. <laughs> just feed me, you know, because we, we buy a lot of stuff. So pretty good. So anyway, so that that's a good thing. Now there was another thing too that uh the stickers, you you wrote sent out an email about the fact that um the Jonathan Fisher has designed vinyl stickers for like each of your campaigns for this book. And now that he's got the there's the first two are there and you wanted to do a third one. How's that going? What's going on with that?
0: Oh right. So um the this sticker was actually pretty cool because um for the first time I got fan involvement in it. And mm-hmm. um basically the first two stickers that I made and I made one for Uh, modern mythology as well. So he had designed three stickers for me before that were that each had sort of a a funny phrase or word on them. So the first sticker was a unicorn with its horn had blood coming off of like it was, you know, drenched in blood. And it said, this unicorn kills vampires. Um, And then the second sticker was a vampire and it said vampires bite back Um, then the third one was for my mythology campaign and it had Zeus wearing a suit and it said zaddy, which is sort of a pop culture joke. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and so I knew I wanted to do a sticker that had puppies on it because in the story, Unicorn Vampire Hunter, there are these magical puppies that never grow old. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, but I couldn't figure out what to put on it, what Mm -hmm. phrase to put on it. And. So I came up with some different ideas and I got some input from Jonathan and, and from, um, some, you know, friends of Jonathan's and some of my friends and and other people. And, and then I, to my email list, I, I sent them the the art of the sticker and I said, here are the different options and let's vote on it. And just a ton of people voted. Hmm. And, um, and what it turned out is, the, the, the majority thought that actually this sticker would be better without any text on it at all, because it's such an adorable, you know, mm-hmm. just uh drawing of three puppies playing with each other. And, mm-hmm. and so we opted to go with no text. So this is the first sticker that Jonathan's designed for me that has no text on it, but I think it's great. I think, uh, I think it's, it's very cute. I've already gotten, um, you know, all sorts of people asking me for stickers. I always put Jonathan stickers on the back of my laptop and Mm -hmm. I I ordered some of these to test it out Mm -hmm. ahead of time. And I've I've got coworkers asking me if they can get a puppy sticker and stuff. So,
1: (laughs) well, you know, you bring up a point that I I wanted to discuss. I mentioned to you before we started record, you did something for Edward that I got a kick out because I, in comics, People tend not to do this, and a good example of this is Ben Graham. He's been the thing, and he cannot go back to being Ben Graham, you know. But in your second book, and and again, I, I would thank you. You made all three books available to me, which I enjoyed, and the characterization is really strong. But in the second book, you did that thing that su- that surprised me, was that, and I think because it's in the second book now, we can talk about it. It's not a spoiler mm-hmm. really to talk about, it, is that he got transformed back into being a human. I was shocked when I saw that. I said, they're never going to do that. They don't do that in comics. That never happens. But then you did it. And my jaw hit the ground. So I, I was really kind of interested. Was that intentionally to kind of go against the way that comics do things? Or how did you decide to go and and, and go that route?
0: You know, uh, that's a good question. I, so I have this philosophy it, it, saying I have philosophy makes it sound like I'm like sitting on a mountain and I figured out all the secrets to story writing. That's not true. <laughs> I'm like, I'm making everything up as I go along. But one of the, one of the things that I decided when I started writing unicorn vampire hunter, was sort of one of the guiding principles of my writing was going to be that if there's a mystery or a problem, I'm going to, like I'm not going to dry it out. Like if I set up a mystery within an issue or two issues, I'm going to resolve that mystery. If I set up a problem, I'm going to resolve the problem. And that's not to say it, obviously it's an ongoing storyline, but mm-hmm. to me it was like, okay, he's got this curse. Mm-hmm. He's, he was cursed to live as a unicorn. Well, what if the characters can figure out how to break that curse Mm -hmm. And then they just do it. I mean, um, (laughs) to me, it's like, you know, the means exist. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so and that doesn't have to be, you know, the be all end all of the story. Because the other thing is, for me, the story, and I think any good story is about the characters, the characters Mm -hmm. and their relationships to each other. And so Mm -hmm. the story was never going to be about like, oh, The story will be resolved when Edward breaks his curse. Mm -hmm. Um, the story was Edward and Seamus are friends. They've been childhood friends and they were they were apart from each other for a really long time and now they've been reunited and they're creating this family together with Jezebel and the other people in the marsh, and they're and they have these like bonds that they're creating. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, better way to show that than to see that these other people in his life have the means and they figured out here's how this curse works. Here's how we can break it mm-hmm. and let's just do it. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I also, I mean, I will admit there's a part of me that was like, nobody's going to expect him to break the curse in the second issue. <laughs> <I didn't.
1: laughs> uh, and so let's do that. Uh, I was shocked. I, I couldn't believe it. Now, one of the changes you did, make to him, which I really liked was that you gave him kind of the unicorn hair, the the white, long white hair instead of the black hair that he had originally when he was cursed. And now he's got hair that lets you remember that he actually has been a unicorn. Yes. Was that your thing? Was that the artist? Did you come up with it together? How did you decide that?
0: Um, That was my idea. Although obviously, um, you know, all the visual any visual designs in the book are very influenced by Daryl and um, the artist, but um, I always wanted him to have been changed by being a unicorn, um, and I and and he can change back into being a unicorn. So the idea is that like that's still a part of him. Mm-hmm. It's not as though time the the like twenty years or whatever in between didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. that that still happened and that's, and that's still part of him. And so, um, and also, you know, the other part of it is that when he's young, he's got this black hair and he's, Mm -hmm. and he's, uh, impulsive and petulant Mm -hmm. and now he's older and he's wiser. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though he hasn't physically aged, he has this sort of white longer hair, Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which, which to me denotes that, you know, he is, um, time has passed, time has passed. And he's, he's a, he's a wiser and less and imp- less impulsive character. Although we we will find out that that's not 100% true that, that, mm-hmm. that those traits that got him into trouble in the first place are
1: still there. Mm hmm. Now uh something people always nag on me about, they never tell the all the information is that you your goal was six thousand dollars and you passed that you're when we were talking, you're over eight thousand. Yes. Which is great. So you have over three hundred backers. Which is yes. wow, congratulations. That's a good thing. And the the, the project will be funded if it reaches its goal by Saturday, November 13 at nine AM in the morning, Eastern time. Mm-hmm which is great because uh that's uh, it's looking good for you're going on now uh have you put stretch goals out i didn't take a look to see about that
0: have you started
1: what stretch goals do you have
0: so one thing that i have done for the last three campaigns that i've done that has been very popular is that i have guest artists come on to do um prints that I do. Um, if we reach a certain stretch goal, every, all the physical backers get a set of prints. Mm -hmm. And so, um, for this one, we have three guest artist prints and I've revealed two of them already. Mm -hmm. Um, if we reach $14,000, I'll be giving all the physical backers a set of prints. And then the sort of pie in the sky stretch goal that I've set is uh, $18,000, which is for a map print. So I'm having uh, a map designed um, by a very talented uh, map designer uh, named Clifton Chandler, uh, who uh, um, does fantasy maps. And I met him at uh, the Portland, Oregon comic book convention, the Rose city comic con. Mm-hmm. Uh, just last month, and um, he's designed a a map of the area that the RPG adventure takes place in, so it, mm-hmm. which is the same as the comic, which is the marsh and the forest, mm-hmm. and he's designed that map, and so once we get closer to that first stretch goal, I'm going to reveal that map, and that will be included in the role playing um, book, but if we hit the stretch goal, everyone will get a print of the map mm-hmm. um, as well. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's super cool. So mm-hmm. I am, uh, that's sort of my, my, you know, the, the point of a stretch goal is to try to reach beyond. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's a, maybe a little ambitious, but I, but I think
1: we can do it. It's looking good. I think. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, I hope so. Be great. It'd be great if you reached a place where you didn't have to do one of these for issue number four. Right. Wouldn't, so wouldn't that be great. That would be great. That would be great. Um,
0: We have, um, we do have, it's funny because one of the things that I'm really proud of with this campaign is issue three is done. I mean, you read it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's completely buttoned up. I mean, we have the files ready to go to the printer and, Mm. um, and so within a month of the campaign ending, I'm going to have those books in hand. Mm. Um, and uh, and ready to send out, which means that what I'm raising money for right now is not to pay the artist for issue three. It's to pay them for issue four um, and hopefully also issue five, um, mm. depending on how well we do. And so, um, you know, it's like I'm always thinking ahead and I've gotten to the point where this series has gotten enough support that I can really we can start to work ahead. Um, you mm. know, issue four and five are written. Mm-hmm. and you know we've started doing some concept art and we've and um so it's you know the the train keeps moving and um it's you know people keep coming back which is really exciting
1: that's great well i think one of the things that attracts people attracts me anyway are the characters and their relationships as you mentioned even the vampire i can't be completely mad at <laughs> he's right. got the vins with the brother and of course the very first issue um the unicorn skewers his brother yep and uh, you know i i i can't be completely angry at the vampire because you know because i lost my brother not that long ago and so for me i can kind of feel like guy you know i can he's got Feeling, you know, he he wants to take revenge on the person who killed his brother, and you know what? That's not a that's not an entirely bad feeling for somebody to have. So I was, you know, even yep. that character, I have to say, I there's shades of gray instead of all black and white, which I was like, and and the whole business with the 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 guy uh, Edward who beco- or yeah Edward who becomes the unicorn, that whole story is quite touching to me you know the the whole thing to me about he he gets mad at Seamus and and this is all in the first issue he gets yeah. angry with Seamus and he doesn't he treats him sort of badly and then in the process this whole thing happens about becoming a unicorn and then of course that leads to the second issue and it's really touching I already mentioned it a little bit was when he gets transformed back to a human the response of Seamus and the others is really touching I really liked it he g Seamus goes Edward you haven't aged a day and then Edward looks at him and says can't say the same for you because he's obviously much older and then they hug you know it just I I was really touched by that I was shocked by the, the him going back to being human then I was touched by the reaction to it I I really liked that I think that's that's kind of one of the things I think you're surprising us, and it's touching the way that you're doing things. I think that, that it's, like I said, even the bad guys have have things that we can relate to and things that are going on. So it's, it's a really complex book, which I like. I don't want just the black and white anymore. I right. like the shades of gray. So I have to congratulate you. I think that's one of the things that makes this book such a success are the, the way you're handling the characters and their relationships. Well, thank you very much. It's just really, really well done. I, I just, kinda, I, I had a chance to read three and I'm not in any way going to ever spoil it, but I was <laughs> shocked by stuff that happened in three as well. And I, I won't mention what parts did that, but if you enjoyed two and you enjoyed the surprise, like I did of him going back to being human, there are surprises waiting in issue number three. And that's a good thing too. I, I, I. I love to be surprised. I have read enough comics in my day. And I have, when I open up a book and I look at the first page, I usually can tell what's going to happen by the last. <laughs> and I, I really hate that. I Your book, I like I said, when I got to that transformation, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. Because you know they don't do that in comics and and I the fact that you were able to do it and do it so touchingly and and you know that leads of course to other stuff which is going to be great stuff and whether it's permanent or not like you said may or may it may or may not be permanent that's something to Keep in right. mind as we go forward, so it's a complex story it's interesting characters it's really well told and I have to say that that uh, I liked your stuff before, but this is really I think your best work is this book thank you, thank
0: you. I really appreciate that. I mean, I like to think that i have uh, that I have grown as a writer of course, it helps i won't ever say otherwise. It helps so much to have you know a really awesome. Artist and letterer on my team because, you know, they bring it to life. But uh, um, I am um, one of the things that I'm really proud of is that, like I said, when I started writing this series, I sort of came up with some ideas, some rules for myself Mm -hmm. um, about how I was going to approach writing it. And Mm -hmm. the fact that those things paid off. And that, that the kind of compliments that I get and the kind of comments that I get are Mm -hmm. clear to me that the rules that I set for myself are paying off are, it's like, that's so gratifying because, um, you know, when I wrote my previous stuff, like a small favor, I didn't have those rules. I was kind of, Mm -hmm. I was very much making it up as I went along and, um, and now it's like, I have these, these particular ideas and, and I'm doing what I think are some bold things like the fact the first issue is 60 at least 60 percent flashback mm-hmm. um and I had so many people tell me not to do that they said <laughs> that is a mistake you should not have that much flashback in your first issue mm-hmm. and then people came back to me after they read it and they were like wow the, like I felt the relationships I I like believe the relationships in this book um and so I, you know, for me, that was like, okay, I, I had made some decisions, I was going to make these bold choices, and I was going to stick to these rules that I set for myself, and it paid off, and it worked, and that, and it feels good to me. And, it, you know, like, of course, um, you know, with everything I do, I'm always trying new things, but I think that, um, I think that it's it's gratifying to me that, that I'm learning as I'm going, I'm getting better, and that, you know, I can... I know that I'm doing better because I'm getting people coming back to me, telling me that they enjoy my work and they enjoy these bold choices that I'm making, and and so you know, um, uh,
1: that is that keeps me going. So thank you. Well, you know, it stunned me and still stuns me <laughs> because you know when I saw unicorns, the last thing I thought is that they would use the horn <laughs> to, to <laughs> kill a vampire. I mean, I. I remember when I first saw that, I thought, you know, that makes perfect sense, but I never thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So that was something I really liked. And and then, too, you've shifted gears again by, like I said, turning, letting him turn back to a human. I, I love that I don't know what you're going to do next. I think that <laughs> is such a big deal because, you know, comics, a lot of comics do very predictable things. And... I think that's one of the greatest things that you're doing is, is surprising us. And like I said, three has surprises coming too, which when I read it, I was very surprised. There are several things that just, I was like, wow. And I I, I like, <laughs> I, I enjoy the, the things that are going on. I like the different characters. I, I like the, the, the witch that shows up with the apple at the end of number two. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of other things. I like the other woman, you know, the, the, the girl who's there kind of helpful. And then the, the, the uh, sort of an elf kind of woman who helps uh, Isadora, with the magic. the, mar- the marsh nymph. Yeah, yeah, she really is. Because uh, usually I see a nymph. I always figure they're going to be real small. She's not. Uh, yeah. She's, she's human sized. It's another surprise yep. to me. See, a lot of people, when they break barriers like that, they do it in such a way that you don't like it. You know, (laughs) you know, if they'll do something and it doesn't really work out in in the way that the story moves forward, and I'm always kind of like oh yeah okay they did that but that didn't really that doesn't make sense the way they're using it yours makes sense I mean I had to think about it for me I said what is it about this nymph that surprises me and I had to say wait a minute she's she's full-sized I always thought nymphs were smaller so to me that was an again another great big surprise all kinds of wonderful surprises I just have to say (laughs) this is just a terrific book I I just want this to be an anime or a TV show or something. You know,
0: so do I.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think this, this deserves it. It just screams out to me, TV show or animated show or something. I could see this on Netflix in a second. It really, really, really works. So it's really great. So anyway, the book is a huge success. I think it's just like I said. I think it's it's your best. You you you're, you've gotten better and better and better as you do this stuff. And, uh, and of course, now you, the, the big trick for you is going to be: after you get this done, you have to outdo yourself again to do another book. That's what we're going to have to see how you you know right. uh, move you know, on and do this again.
0: It's funny because I have a couple other projects that are not this in development. And, um, that is of course, I mean, you know, how could I not be nervous about having, (laughs) you know, something that, that has this well received and then I'm following it up with something brand new, like, oh man, um, there's definitely, that feels like a a big thing. The good news is that unicorn vampire hunter is not ending anytime soon. Um, we have, there's a five issue arc, which will be wrapped up next year. And then there is another arc. And my hope is I won't, I won't, uh, I won't spoil anything. I won't tell you anything that's going to happen, but I think if you were surprised by things that happened in number two and number three, when you get to number six, um, you are, are going to be shocked. (laughs) Um, I think um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, just nothing that anybody
1: expected and that whether or not that's a good thing uh remains to be seen but i think it will be based on my reaction another thing that comics often do if they make the person go back to be a human they make sure he's got a unicorn horn on his head or something (laughs) and that's the part that makes it kind of that's when i look at it and i go "Ah, that doesn't work well, why do they do that Actually, I guess they want to make sure we remember he's a unicorn you did the smart thing by using the hair yeah. uh, that was smart and because that's he's still human but he doesn't have silly involved with it that was I, I hate silly silly drives me crazy
0: <laughs>
1: you know so the, if he had still had a horn, uh, a unicorn horn on his head I would I would immediately go oh that's silly oh, that doesn't work but the way you did it was smart I really think that was a super smart way to go about that. I'm I'm, I'm hooked on that particular sequence, apparently. I just keep, want to keep talking about that. Now let's move on to some of the levels that you've got on there. I, The one that interests me particularly, although I, I have backed it, but I didn't pick it, uh, was the $155 or more, the Catch-Up Collectors Bundle. I'm interested because you made 30 of them and you got three backers. Which is sure. a good number for that number, that, that amount of stuff. Digital copies of all kinds of good things, uh trading cards, uh the stickers, uh mystical landscape prints, uh the issues, of course, digital copies, the standard edition number one. I mean, you got a lot of stuff in this hundred and fifty five dollars, and that I mean, three people have already signed up for it. When you as as we're doing this, you've still got twenty more than twenty days to go. So yeah you could pick up very easily several more people to do that right? So, so that's a great one.
0: the yeah, what's interesting is um, all the extra stuff that I've offered on the campaign, I really want to avoid the idea that this stuff is like exclusive. like if you don't get it right now, you'll never be able to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of the stuff I only saw on Kickstarter I don't take. Uh, typically I don't take the prints or the trading cards with me to Mm -hmm. conventions Mm -hmm. and those aren't for sale in comic book shops or anything. But, but I like the idea that like if somebody were coming on to it, they'd never heard of it before. And they Mm -hmm. were coming on for the third Kickstarter or down the line, the fifth or eighth or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they were really like, I want to have everything. I want to have all the things. (laughs) I don't want them to feel like they've missed the boat. Like if they Mm -hmm. really want all that stuff, Mm -hmm. then i'm gonna make it available to them um Mm -hmm. and so basically that level is like okay this is everything i've sold for all of the kickstarters this is everything and um so you know if you want to get caught up and you're collecting all the things like this is the one of course you know there's other levels where you can just get all the comics which is much Mm -hmm. cheaper um Mm you know, or all the digital comics or, or whatever. And so you can definitely get caught up on the story without having to spend $150 or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is that I have that listed for. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you want that stuff, um, then it's there for you. And I don't, I don't want it to feel like it's, um, it's something that people who didn't get on, from day one have just lost access
1: there are there are people out there who are kind of collectors Um, we were just getting started with stabby bunny and we were at a pizza place of all things and this guy came up and he had bought a lot of stuff and he said what don't i have (laughs) he wanted to go through everything and pick out stuff that he didn't have already because he wanted to make sure he had everything yeah so he went through he bought A whole bunch of stuff, (laughs) and I remember going out. You know, we've never had anybody ask us that before. (laughs) What (laughs) do I have? So there are people out there though who like that, who want to get caught up and want to be feel like they're part of it. There are other people, I I think, right away, who say who continue to follow everything that goes along with Stabby Bunny and stuff like that. So there are people out there who like to be completists who want to have. Uh, everything that's going on so that's that's a good thing to do and i think that's encouraging you've already got three so i I think that's uh, that's a good thing so
0: my i mean yeah my general feeling about
1: all that is that like
0: i mean i also like to collect stuff um you wouldn't believe i mean i'm sure you would believe you know some (laughs) of the some of the stuff i've collected um and uh and so i totally get that impulse and i also get people who just want just the story I and Mm -hmm. I also even get I have had people come up to me both at cons and message me online to say look your story looks great I can't wait to read it I'm gonna wait for the trade because that's how I prefer to -hmm. read my comics and I say I totally get it and I can't wait for you to read it when the trade Mm -hmm. comes out you know like I want everyone to be able to 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 read and own the story in whatever way that makes them happiest that that like feels best to them so i that's Mm -hmm. why i have so many
1: different options and a lot of them are doing very well the nine dollars or more for standard number three you've got 106 people Mm -hmm. wow and then the five dollars or more for the digital version you have 73 people that's almost 200 people just to get the digital or the physical version of number three wow that's a big accomplishment i think that's great thank you so there's all kinds of good things going on with that. I just, I, 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 I'm just, I don't know what you've got in store. That's the thing that God's, it gets me. And <laughs> I, I love not knowing. When I can tell what's coming, and I'm kind of like, ho hum, okay, that's gonna happen. But you have reached a level now where I am just baffled. I don't know what you're gonna do, and I love that. So I, I think the the wonderful thing is that this is just gonna. I just think that this is going to keep getting bigger and bigger as time goes along. So I think it's really wonderful with that. Now, as we get to, we're we're coming to the close here. Um, If people want to, well, let me again say that we need to get everything, all the things are going to be done by Saturday, November 13 at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. I I like to say it a couple times because sometimes people don't take it, write it down, or something like that. You have over three hundred backers, as I, I mentioned, which I think is a great, another great accomplishment. That's a lot, and you still have, you know, November thirteenth is still a ways away. Oh yeah. So you don't you don't get the daily heart attack anymore. You just got to turn it on and and see where you are, which is oh yeah, a, a, a nice change of pace. I know so many people who refresh and refresh and refresh and hope that, has it changed? It didn't change. Oh, no, nobody's (laughs) ever going to do it again. But you don't have to worry about that. That's the good news, unless some $2,000 backer pulls out or something like that. Right. But but hopefully that's not going to happen to you. It still happens. I know some people do have that terrible thing happen to them, but as far as this is just going, this is a huge success. And I just, I think it's only going to get bigger as time goes along. I, I do want to ask you one thing though, because normal, sometimes when people do stuff, they will just say unicorn vampire hunter, number three. Yeah. But you and the title particularly mention you get one to three. That's another attempt to try to include people who, who may not have heard about it.
0: Oh yeah. No, th- this is actually, and I can't take credit for that idea. I don't, I want to say that might be like a, a Tyler James Vogel comics launch thing, or it might be, um, I, you know, honestly, that would be my guess. But uh, best guess is that I heard Tyler say it like years mm-hmm. ago, but it could be, I could have heard it somewhere else. I don't know. The thing is, is the idea is that if somebody's never read this before and they see, and they never heard of it and it says unicorn vampire hunter number three, they're going to think, there's a chance that they might think, well, I don't have number one and two. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, but if it says one through three, then it's like, oh, I can, I can get the whole thing, which is true. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, part of the, one of the things that's great about Kickstarter that's kind of the opposite of the traditional comics market Mm -hmm. is that every time you come back, it's an opportunity for new fans to jump on. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if I go to the comic store and I see the latest Punisher run and it's like issue number 14, yeah, I'm thinking, Oh man, it's like, I'm probably just not going to read it because it's going to be a yeah. real pain for me to track down the other 13 issues. Right. right. Um, where, whereas with books on Kickstarter, it's like, Oh, it's issue number five. Well, you can get all of them right now,
1: uh, all at once yeah and great. uh that's yeah. a smart thing i think it's just it's so great now i gotta ask you something i'm noticing more and more that people who do kickstarters when the kickstarter is done they'll go over to indiegogo and run a another campaign after the kickstarter is done have you ever thought of that you know i've i've seen that and a
0: lot of people swear by it mm-hmm. um I haven't done it yet, and it's not like I have some strong stance for or against it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I have been—I've been satisfied with how much support I've gotten on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and I also know that running a crowdfunding campaign is very exhausting. <laughs> um, I mean, I run these things for a month, and even if I fund early, mm-hmm. it's still stressful. Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. so to me the idea of stretching that out to like two months Mm. um is sounds really stressful to me it's something I'm not opposed to it Mm. and I've and I've seen people have success with it but Mm -hmm. I think that it's not something I've considered doing just because I think that I get the support that I want to get and Mm -hmm. I just don't want to subject myself to an additional month of Mm -hmm. of
1: crowdfunding stress what i would hate is to have a successful kickstarter and then you go to indiegogo and it's not successful that would be sort of a a downer after a successful kickstarter well
0: yeah i mean that's the other thing is like okay maybe there's an audience there but most of my audience comes from the the support that i've built up like Mm -hmm. i have a mailing list that Mm -hmm. that i that i send out announcements to and new information and stuff and those those people really represent the core of of the people who are supporting me now Mm -hmm. as the campaign goes on like now for the first like several days it was almost exclusively people who are coming back who had backed previous kickstarters uh, Mm -hmm. the previous issues and now it's sort of converting to where most of the backers that are coming in are people who are new to the series um which is which is which is great yeah but Mm -hmm. um but my concern about going to Indiegogo, and again, this is all theoretical. I've never done it. But my concern would be all of those people who were following me and wanted mm-hmm. to support me did when it was on mm-hmm. Pixar, Right. Mm-hmm. So they're not going right. to back it again on Indiegogo because they already backed it.
1: Right. Right. The rationale people use when I've talked to people is that there's a, they consider it to be a separate audience over on in Indiegogo. There's a different group uh-huh. of people there. And so they, what they're trying to do is they get the Kickstarter people, and then they want to attract the people who are on in Indiegogo who don't go to Kickstarter for whatever reason. Now, I don't I don't know if that would work or not. That's that's It's always something to consider. I mean, you know, I, I'm just asking because I've run into several people who have done that, and so I'm just kind of curious as to whether that's something worth doing or not. And I guess it's just, if you feel you're getting what you need out of Kickstarter, I don't know why you would kill yourself and do two more months another month of of Granny go-go but i mean that
0: that's basically my thought and again like i said i've definitely talked to people who have had a lot of success doing it Mm -hmm. and people who have who swear by it and uh and everything but Mm -hmm. uh you know for me it's like i already so prefer the creative side to the business side (laughs) um you know i've like i've managed to pick up a few tricks along the way like Mm -hmm. i I figured out a decent system but it's Mm -hmm. i mean it kills me i mean and the people around me know like when I'm running a Kickstarter campaign, like uh, I have friends who like, I don't actively like, I don't announce these things to them, but like when I'm running a campaign, but they'll be like, you know, we'll be hanging out and they'll be like, you've got a campaign running right now, don't you? And I'd be like, yeah, how did you know? And they would like, well, you seem pretty tense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's weird. Yeah. That's good thing. Anyway, it's, it's something that is, you never know. If the day comes and you're thinking about, you know, I, I should give that a go, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. But uh, you're right. You're getting a lot of support. That's wonderful that people are You're hitting the two important groups, the people that come back. those That's critical. And then you get new people as you go and do it. That is just you You, you keep it and, and you're growing your audience and making sure that it's going to keep going. I just, I, I'm so happy to hear that. Cause that means good things for the future It's really really yeah. good
0: and it's it's funny, you know because like I oh man, I mean honestly, anyone who is willing to pay money for my silly stories like I just like <laughs> I'm over the moon about, and it's like you know i I love those people who i I see them in the backers that have come back every time they're like mm. those are like the the writer dies that are like every time they come back, and I'm like so thrilled because to me that tells me that. They read my stuff and they like it, which is like the most amazing feeling ever. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then you got the new people who I've, who mm-hmm. I'd never seen on the backer list who are brand new. And it's like, and they come in and they back, you know, they get the whole, all three issues or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, wow. Mm-hmm. They like, they must really think it looks cool, mm-hmm. um, to go in like that. And so, you know, it's just like, I mean, it's like, it's stressful. It's like a month of stress, but it's also a month of like these incredible endorphin rushes like you're microdosing <laughs> on endorphins cuz every time you back you're like wow that person is awesome like that person is excited enough about my work to spend money
1: on it and that is an amazing feeling do you get people you know i mean like professionals that you know who back the, the your books
0: um yeah i mean there's always people i know who back the books um mm-hmm. you know like Um, especially among the indie comics community, there are people who, you know, will like support each other, but, um, and you know, I also, you know, I have like, there's always people that are my friends that that come around and support, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say that, that the ratio of, of, you know. (laughs) <laughs> friends and 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 fam family members and stuff to like people that I've never heard of before. Back in my books, it's like way skewed toward toward the uh, the people that I that I don't know. Which, um whereas you know my first Kickstarter for a small favor a few years, ago, I mean that was like ninety percent friends and family
1: mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. in
0: that one. But that you know that's kind of how it goes. You like you got to start somewhere,
1: right? And that's how you get going. You you just start with that. I know many people who the first Kickstarter was completely friends and family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They rarely got anybody else. But then what happened was that when it, they went back again and yeah, they got those people, but they had more of that. So you, that's the way to do it. You, I think you've done it really smartly. And as you get the more and more people who are not, you know, who who, who were not repeat backers and stuff like that, that that's a tremendous sign. Uh, it's really good stuff. So, really, it's so good. I'm so happy about that. Um, is this keeping you busy pretty much? Uh, are there other projects you're working on that you can talk about? Or, the, uh, as you said, yeah. you're busy. People know when you're <laughs> running a Kickstarter. So, uh, yeah. That, that's pretty much keeping you busy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I have other projects going on. As, like, um,
0: I just sent another book to the printer which was modern mythology which i um kick this summer and took us a little while to get done but it's done now and that's being printed um and then i have a book called um the swords of arthur um which is a king arthur adaptation which is coming down the line. That one's going to, it's going to be a little while before that one comes out, but I've revealed some information about that and I'm very excited. And then I have another book, which I have not announced. Um, and I'm not ready to announce yet, but hopefully if everything goes according to plan, I will have a brand new book that I'm going to launch a Kickstarter for next early next year, which I think people who like unicorn vampire hunter are really going to like this new Mm -hmm. book that I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I've got, you know, I, I can't stop doing things. I like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's a,
1: it's a compulsion. It's a, it's a disease, you know, like. Well, it's like the potato chips they used to say. Nobody can eat just one. <laughs> right. And that's you want to keep doing it. And the, well, the good news is the success encourages you to keep going. That's right. the, the good part. That's the really great stuff. Now for people to know what you're up to, how do they follow you on social media? So I am uh, Caleb Palmquist on Instagram. And there
0: are a few Caleb Palmquist. I am Caleb dot um, on Instagram. Um, and you can find me at Unicorn Vampire Hunter on, on both Instagram and Facebook. Um, and uh, Instagram and Facebook are really where I do the most updating. I do have a Twitter, but it is kind of a ghost town for me over there. <laughs> Yeah. Um and uh yeah and then um so th- those are kind of you know good places and then whenever if you want to find more about unicorn vampire hunter the honestly the the best single way is to go to unicornvampirehunter.com because whatever is happening with that book at the time that's where that url points to so hmm. Right now, it goes to the Kickstarter, but after the Kickstarter, it will go to the the website um, or, you know, whatever is the most important thing that will give you the most information about that book. So, cool. Kind
1: of a cool. versatile URL I point around to different things. Good. That's great. I wouldn't know how to do that. I, I can't figure that stuff out. <laughs> I see several people do that. Uh, Ron Randall does that and uh carl casel does the same thing he has he has links that goes to. i it's impossible kickstarter or something like that it goes to his kickstarter what's going on i always look at that and go how do you do that that (laughs) sometimes but uh, again it's called unicorn vampire hunter number one through three and it's described as an all-ages fantasy adventure about a unicorn who hunts vampires with his horn, duh, says, <laughs> which I like. And again, it's going to be – you've already passed the goal of 6000 so that's good news. And it's going to be funded uh, on Saturday, November thirteenth at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's good. So, Caleb, just keep doing the wonderful stuff that you're doing. It's just getting better and better. And I'm glad to hear that this is – There's a a good future in store for Unicorn Vampire Hunter. There's great characters, great story, shocks and surprises, and really a good book. And just keep it up. And I can't wait for number four. That's going to be fun. Do you know when that one's going to hit? Yeah. So um, we
0: are doing a combined number four and five Kickstarter uh, early next summer. So it will be like around spring, summertime, maybe around June. We're going to do a campaign where you can get four and five at the same time, and they will be one hundred percent ready. Wow! At that time, so
1: yeah, good for you. I think that's going to be great. That's nice to hear success when quality comes through and is a success. I really enjoy that. I think that's so good to see. So maybe next summer when that happens, we'll have to talk again and and, uh, catch up as to how things are doing. That would be great that's great stuff it's again it's Unicorn Vampire Hunter number one to three and be sure to get in there as soon as you get done listening to this interview but you, if, if you can't do that make sure you get there by Saturday November 13 at 9 a.m. so great stuff as always Caleb and just keep doing it uh, it's just getting like I said it's getting better and better all the time I can't wait to see what you're doing next thank you so much Wayne people need that's it for this episode. Be back next time. I'll have another great interview with an excellent comics creator, something I'm sure you won't want to miss. But until then, keep reading your comics.